hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi guys, uh, welcome to this week's Geek Thyself. Uh, as you've probably already noticed, you we don't have Heather's lovely, lovely tones with us this week. Fortunately, she's had something for her family come up, so she couldn't be here. But it's not just me. We've I've managed to wrangle uh, another friend from the Nerdsmith Network into helping me, and my own personal friend. We've got Gabby with us. Yay, hi, hi Gab- hello. Hi, Ga- hi, Gabby. Hi, Russ. You didn't have to wrangle me, by the way. All you had to say was, you want to be on the show? And I'm like, yes. A chance to talk with my friend? Yes. Look, I I wanted to make it sound more impressive than it was. That that is just what I wanted to do. It's fine. Okay. But now now we've gotten over that. Um, (laughs) Gabby, what do you do on the network? Or what have you been doing on the network? Uh, so what I have done for the network is uh, I was actually on Countless Heroes with you as Seldana Arasis, that crazy yes. ass sixteen player campaign <laughs> that ended last week. Oh, it did. It did, didn't yeah, it? It did. it did. So we're still uh, getting over that, uh-huh. but uh, that's just how it is sometimes. Mm. So as a sort of Oh, we need a topic that maybe the guest knows a bit more about than I do. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about it. We're going to be talking about Pokemon. <laughs> because while I enjoy Pokemon and have enjoyed it for X number of years. Ooh, well, it's been out as long as I've been alive. Let's, let's <laughs> talk like that. Well, I only have been interested or not interested. I've only actively kept up with Pokemon during the first... Um, first generation and a little bit of the second generation. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, um, it's not that I didn't enjoy it at the time. I did very much. We just didn't... uh, By that point, we we, we were a house of five. uh, Mm. Five kids. So we went for consoles. That'll do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, we went for consoles and none of them were handheld for much of it just because buying five different handheld consoles was not something we could afford. So the only ones we ever really got were the Generation 1 and Generation 2 games. Actually, we all got uh, different ones from that set because there were five of us and there were five games. Nice. Um, I had Pokemon Red. Uh, then there was Blue, which went to my older brother. Uh, that was green in Japan. And I'm still sorry about that because Bulbasaur is my favourite Pokemon. But we'll get into <laughs> that. Uh, my little sister got uh, yellow because Pikachu. And then Pikachu. my two eldest brother. Uh, eldest brothers got generations uh, one and two silver and gold. Ooh, nice. So yeah, well, it was the only way to keep us all with which our game was whose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know that's fair. We all, yeah, we were all kind of young, so there was no arguing about whose game was who because the cartridge was different, mm-hmm. and there was only ever one save on those games, so it was a real big deal if somebody yeah. decided to take it. Yeah. Uh, so just a bit. yeah, my mum, my mum and dad, they, they they understood that enough. Okay, so that's sort of my general sort of history of Pokemon. Is that's how we really got into it. We probably actually watched the anime first, which actually came out a year later than yeah. the games did. Um, which I actually didn't know that until later. Like, um, obviously at the time, I would, it kind of time didn't really exist as a concept for me because <laughs> I was three. But yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, uh, that's kind of my introduction to Pokemon. Played for a little bit, played into Generation Two, and I've kept up with sort of knowing about Pokemon and being interesting with it, but not really exploring the games as they've been coming out. Uh, something I'd like to do when I have some time and money and inclination to buy a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Oh my yeah. god. Uh, so yeah, that's my kind of introduction. What about you? Uh, what What is your introduction and are you sort of still keeping up with everything? So my introduction was was when a Pokemon like Red, Green, and Blue was still out for like the Game Boy Advance SP, which I had at the time. I was oh, maybe I had the SP too. Yeah, I have. I still have one. Um, and I, I was actually introduced to it uh, from a friend in an after-school program. Uh, they mm. had it, and uh, they let me try it out. I loved it. I begged my dad if he could get me one, uh, like get me a game. But this was when th- this was around the time where the DS Lite was starting to come in. So they had just stopped selling games for the Game Boy Advance SP. So I missed my chance. But when I got a DS Lite, my first game was actually Pokemon Diamond. So I think that was okay, Gen so five, something like that. So I've I've mostly played the games Diamond for like the DS and Pearl. 3DS. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's really interesting. So you yeah. didn't really play them much in their younger iterations, then? No, I didn't. I really. Oh, that's that's yeah. really interesting. I would love to though, because again, I have a I have a SP again, and I would love to buy some of the older games. That way, I could you know experience those. But I'm very happy with the games that I have played and experienced. And I I have the most recent games, not including Sword and Shield one, because they're not out yet, and I also don't have a Switch. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually kind of interesting. I didn't know about that. So I pretty much started playing. It must have been around two thousand. Must have been around then. Just because before then I would have been maybe too lo- uh, too young to either remember or actually play it. Uh, because in two thousand I was five at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was a bit older is... than that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I started with Pokemon Red, and even though everyone liked Charmander and Squirtlemore, I was always a much bigger fan of the little green bulb. Uh, (laughs) He was was always my choice of starter, uh, just because I loved him so very much, and he was adorable, and I even, and I even have a little figure of him. Uh, on my on my desk next to my Pokeball, <laughs> so yeah, Bulbasaur was always my favorite, especially from the first generation. Mm. Uh, while I enjoyed the games quite a bit, I don't think I ever finished the first one. Really? Yeah, I think I just didn't like at the time. I was still too young to think tactically about how you know, that's like, fair. <laughs> to, to to you know like get over all the resistances. And picking Bulbasaur made my first couple of things a little easier because of them being water and ground. Yeah. But of course I didn't I didn't know that at the time. Right. I was just picking Bulbasaur because I love Bulbasaur. <laughs> I mean when you start the games you never really know what you're getting into unless yeah. you yeah. know you do your extensive research. But where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in that if you yeah, don't experience I was it? Five. I was five and the internet didn't exist. What was I gonna research? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well at least the internet didn't exist for me, I should say. Uh, we had a home family computer that had dial-up that was sort oh. of locked down for other things and not looking up game guides yeah. uh, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, while I enjoyed the game quite a bit and just replayed a lot of those sort of lower missions, I don't think I ever completed it, which may um, maybe the reason I didn't keep on playing because, like, I was still stuck in the first one. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of what I was doing with that. 
So what I was kind of thinking we could do is we could maybe talk a little bit about Pokemon and where it come from. Like I said, like we've already talked about the fact that the games came out in 96. In Japan, anime, yeah. Yes, with the anime actually coming out a year later because of how successful the games were. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing is that Red and Blue are because obviously they came out first they are not based on the show or mm-hmm. the anime but yellow follows ash or at least can follow ash as, as the sort of default character okay i always wondered with pokemon yellow that one that one always was a question mark for me but i now i know that <laughs> yeah no uh the reason it's pokemon yellow and uh your starter is pikachu is because it came out um i think I'm not sure when. Let me have a look. Let me have a look when uh, that one came out. Pokemon Yellow? Games Generation. Yeah. When did when did Pokemon... I think uh, it came out in 97. Yeah. Okay. Main Pokemon video games. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, the main Pokemon video it, games. Okay. It looks like it came out in 98, actually. 98, yes. 98 okay, is so when it 98. Came out. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been a year and a little bit into the anime. Yeah. With that one, it was following Ash, because that's why when that one came out, you could pick... Ash was your default name, while mm-hmm. the other two were red and blue. And that's why Pikachu followed you outside of outside of the ball. Because the that's ball, what, yeah. Yeah, because that's what Ash, uh, Ash and Pikachu do in the anime. Uh, it was also a lot easier to get the original starters in that one because there was no way of getting the other two starters, which you didn't get in Red and Blue, because obviously... Yeah, you uh, only got those, the one. Because mm, those were meant to be encouraged by trading with other people, mm-hmm. which was always fun. In fact, they did that pretty much with every game. There's certain... Yeah. There are certain Pokemon that are only existing in certain in versions certain of versions, those games. Yeah. yeah. I think which it's is like, pretty neat. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's like six or seven evolution lanes and like a couple of fossils per ones for the red and blue games. Yeah, and then there are some Pokemon that are very exclusive to a version. Like I know with the yes. most uh, Sun and Moon, the most some of the more recent ones are kind of the mm-hmm. ones that um, come to mind. Uh, I can't I can't remember both of their names, but. Uh, Passimian, I believe, is the name of one of the Pokemon, is only available in uh, okay. Pokemon Sun. And oh, then there's right. another one only available in Moon. So, I, I, I thought ass- that was kind of neat. I, I would assume that they're based on the the, the Sun and Moon kind of archetypal sort of things. It is, actually. It's a very cool Pokemon to look at. <laughs> yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't really have too much experience with any games sort of after that because I only really watched them. I didn't really play them too much. Uh, I had much more of a time following the anime, quite honestly, mm-hmm. uh, and I followed that. See, Ooh, it's the opposite I, for me. I did like I, yeah? I did enjoy watching the anime when I did, but I loved playing yes. the games more because it was more self-insert. <laughs> just, just I get that. Like, watching the anime helps, like, encourage me to imagine myself. I'm, I'm very big into, like, active imagination. I was and still am a very imaginative kid. So I'd always, always imagine myself actually traveling with my Pokemon and making bonds yeah. and playing with them. And so I, I liked the games because it had that more self-insert, OC, do not steal kind of feel. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you. 
No, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much watched Pokemon pretty religiously until about 2004. And the oh, only wow. reason I really swapped in 2004 is because another anime came out that completely took over my life. Uh, and we're only going to briefly touch on it, and that was Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and that was my that was my self insert where I pretended to do all the duels in my head. Uh, I did obviously self insert myself with with playing the games and stuff. And actually, I have a question for that. Yes. Based on your self inserts, you always imagined that you had a fairly structured team. Yes. So what was the team that you made for yourself? Uh. uh for if which... you can remember any of it. Whatever games you want to talk about, whatever games you want to talk about. Oh, I'm trying to remember, because it's been a while since I've touched some of my games. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess I could talk about a sun and moon of the Pokemon that I can remember. Yeah, Um, sure, go for that. I can't remember my full team, but I know that three of the Pokemon that I always had with me was pretty much my my starter Pokemon, which was um, Poplio, but it became... um, Uh. I don't remember what its evolved form is called because they nicknamed him Cosmo. <laughs> um, I had um, Comfy, which is a little Pokemon that kind of looks like a, a Leia or a Leah, however it's pronounced. Uh, one of those like little flower um, necklaces that you can get in Hawaii because that was the theme for it um, that I loved. And then I had a um, ice full pack, so the Alola uh, Alola form of oh, packs, wow, which was yeah. something that was That's introduced really cool. with Sun and Moon. Um, so yeah, instead I of a reading about that, yeah. So instead of a fire type um, Volpex slash Nine Tails, it was an ice type, which oh, really? was really That's cool. A, is that how it works? Yeah. So so uh, when Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, they introduced this new idea about uh, certain Pokemon where they had um, different looks and uh, evolution types. So like Cubone went from being a uh, ground type to being a dark and fire type, and it's a low oh, cool. form. Uh, Vulpex and Ninetales went from fire to ice, and they also changed, like, the look of the Pokemon as well to match their new type. I thought it was a really cool idea, because, you know, you have different animals in the real world that adapted to different environments, and so they look different and behave differently. I thought it was a really neat concept. Okay, that's really interesting, because I didn't know too much about them, quite honestly, because obviously I hadn't played any of the games. Mm -hmm. So you had an Aloha for Vulpex... Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was an ice type. I think it was a I think that one I got from a special event. But that whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter. So that, those are two. Like, what what about the other ones? Uh, other ones. Uh, oh, uh, Ratatata actually. Uh, it went from a normal to dark type. So it became a dark type in its uh, Alola form. Uh, was that part of one part of your team as well? Ratatata? Uh, yeah. No, honestly, I'm not a big nope. fan of Ratatata. <laughs> No, that's fine. So, well, what about the rest of your team? Because you've given, like, two of them, if you can remember any more of them. Um, no, God. I, I think a lot of them were the newer Pokemon, which I'm having a bit of a hard time remembering at the top of my head. It's been a while since I've touched my game, so I would have to, okay. like, actually go onto my DS and take a look at my roster. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Well, then, before I give mine... Uh, for my team for Gen 1 and maybe Gen 2 we're just going to jump very quickly into the break Uh, see you all in a minute guys okay so this week obviously as every week we are going to talk about our couple of sponsors for the whole of the Nerdsmith Network our first one is World Anvil 
which is Heather normally does this bit, so I'm going to try and keep up with it. It's a uh, the most robust campaign management software on the internet, and I haven't tested them, but Logan, who is part of Countless Heroes, has. So I trust his judgment, and he's tested them all. Uh, it's a great service for writing, for world building, for any kind of things that you want to do with it. You can uh, fill out characters' information, uh, all of that good stuff. You can put maps in there, you can connect people to places and other people depending on how they get on with each other. So it's great for real-time campaigns like we used it for, or if you're making a real-time story over multiple books, you can keep it updated then, and you still have the backlog for everything that happened really good they've just introduced their heroes feature which is more centered around playable character sheets and real-time tracking on that kind of thing uh, which some of the directors have had a look at and it's amazing uh, so yeah feel free oh and also the best thing speaking of free is the uh, most of their services are free uh, they update almost weekly uh, no not almost weekly daily almost uh, no almost daily but definitely weekly with all their <laughs> services yeah <laughs> and uh, the base uh, subscription is free. There are some paid for services, but uh, if you want to check out the base stuff and see if you like it, then you can maybe look at upgrading into their even more robust, robust stuff. But honestly, the whole thing is so in-depth, just check it out, that's worldanvil.com. Second one, as always, is Die Hard Dice. Woo! Die Hard Dice is our dice sponsor for the Nerdsmith Network. They're amazing people. They are always creating new things along with sort of standard lines that you can find anywhere. But honestly, uh, all of their sort of independent exclusive lines for their metal dice, which they uh, made the molds for, are beautiful. They now have their Spellbinder series dice which has dual different colours into their metal dice. They've just released uh, Royal, I think. Uh, Royal is the one that they've released, uh, which is like a nice purple and red. Oh, uh, yeah. The, 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 yeah. The Sultana they, Earl colours. Yes. Uh, they have a few other ones in there as well. Uh, you can check those out. They've also now just revealed a scroll of rolling, which can hold two full sets of seven polyhedral... Uh, not even just polyhedral dice, just any dice can hold two full sets and be used as a, a mobile dice tray. I can't Ooh. wait to get my hands on one. I've already ordered one. I just can't wait for it to get here. But America and UK, even so, still massively worth it. So if you want to have a look at their dice, which they can organise by class and all that kind of thing, or some of their accessories, and you feel like you want to buy stuff, great. Uh, if you use the code GeekDaySelf at checkout, you can get 15%. That's one five off of your first or next order. So yeah, uh, if you want to roll with the best, go see, uh, go check out Die Hard Dice. Right, now let's get back into the episode. Okay, hi guys. Now we're just back from that side of the mid-roll, which is actually about midway through this week. Wow, that really, very, really happens, doesn't it? Okay, so... <clears throat> Uh, you just sort of listed a couple of your Pokemon off. Mm-hmm. Now your uh, turn. So now, yes, I'm going to list them off, especially for Gen 1, because this is what I always used to think about. So my, uh, my six from the first generation uh, basically picked one from different types. That, uh, yeah, well-rounded well party. Well, not even because of that, just because that's what I wanted to do in my six-year-old brain. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I picked six because that's how many you got to pick. Bulbasaur was always there. Even if you would evolve him, it was just always Bulbasaur for me. <laughs> uh, Pidgeotto, 
uh, was Ooh. one that uh, was there for me. Uh, my, uh, I also do have a lot of influence from the anime because obviously I watch the anime more. Um, Charmander was there as well, and so was Squirtle because they're just adorable little creatures. Um, Electric. See, here's the thing. I always used to like Raichu more than Pikachu. Mm, mm. Uh, so yeah. Even though I didn't really ever t- tend to use Pikachu in my lineup. Uh, I'm just going to mention that because that's actually the one I don't have. So, really? Yeah, no electric, no Pikachu. Uh, the one that I picked instead was from Ground, and that was Onyx. I love Onyx. Onyx is a good one. Onyx so much. Onyx is just amazing. Uh, as for Psychic, Ooh. I tended to pick either Haunter or Kadabra. Haunter uh, was actually a ghost type. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that deep into it. They just had the same color cards. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was how I did it. I understand that they are technically different, but yeah, that, that's how that's how I did it. That's um, beautiful. So yeah, that was Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Onyx, uh, Kadabra or Haunter, and Pidgeotto. Yeah, that's all, that's yeah. all of them. Uh, I also really like Dratini and Dragonair. Yes. <clears throat> uh, but uh, again, didn't really pick those, and I also didn't pick any legendaries because I thought that was cheating. Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I thought the legendaries were cool. <laughs> I won't lie, there was a part of me when I saw a cousin of mine playing the games before I still had mine. No, I did have it. He, I noticed that he had a. I think he was probably playing Pokemon Sapphire or Pokemon Blue, okay. whichever one it was. He had Kyogre, Sapphire the legendary. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, he had the legendary Pokemon for that game, Kyogre. And I'm like, you have a legendary Pokemon? But that's mean. They should be set free. <laughs> so at the time, <laughs> my young kid brain was like, no, the legendary Pokemon should not be captured. They should be set free. But now, you know, 23-year-old brain is like, no, no, capture all the legendaries. Yeah. It, it literally says, gotta catch them all. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of my team. Uh, which also sort of translated a little bit into Gen 2. Mm-hmm. With Gen 2, I again picked Chikorita. I just have an affinity for the grass types, honestly. I I have an affinity for the water types, so if yeah. we battled, you would kick my ass. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. I wasn't very good at the game, as, as is evidenced <laughs> by the fact I never finished it. But Fair. I did thoroughly enjoy uh, what, I, what I played with them I was never annoyed that I sort of didn't get any further right. but that's, that's why I never asked for any more games because I still haven't finished that game <laughs> I I have 16 Pokemon games that uh, uh-huh. I, I pretty much have all the Pokemon games for DS and 3DS that's really cool though really and cool. I haven't finished most of them or started some of them okay. uh, yeah uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, something I always found kind of interesting is that depending on how you look at it, there's like four different first Pokemon. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, because obviously Bulbasaur is the first one in the Pokedex. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, yes so which this... Pokemon is the first Pokemon? Yeah, question. I remember that meme. Uh, Rhyhorn was technically the first one that was created. Designing, yep. Uh, and yeah. then there was Arceus, which is the which god is... of Pokemon. Yeah, and then there was a fourth one on the list, and I can't remember uh, Mew. what that was. Mew. I believe it was Mew. Oh, yeah, Mew, because all the Pokemon technically derive from Mew. Yep. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. That was something I was kind of focused on. And I always like the fact that there was that rumour about going to the truck by, by the SSN and you had to move it to, to get new. Uh, uh, but you couldn't move the truck, so... Unless uh, you probably had a right, the right Pokemon with the right hidden move. No, no, no. Uh, it couldn't move. Uh, it, was oh. just a, it was an urban rumour that someone sort of circulated. Uh, you couldn't move that truck. You, you gotta love uh, those. Oh yeah, um, so yeah. That I remember spending a bit of time trying to move that. I think with like a match oak or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But that was kind of like one of the the ones I actually really fell for. Uh, I never <laughs> caught a missing no because I don't think I got far enough to do so. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and obviously, and I don't think I would have been smart enough to do the the whole uh, trick to to do that. <laughs> Shush. Uh, well, no, I, I, like I said, I wasn't very good at the game. I was more enjoying <laughs> it because, oh, it's pre-animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was me most of the games. Bit of a controversial question then, as we're kind of getting close to wrapping up a little bit. Okay. What Do, do you like think there's any validity in sometimes some of the Pokemon they create are a little weird or maybe not needed? Uh-huh. Like, what's your opinion on that? On on certain, like, Pokemon designs? Yeah. Like, there's one that's literally a set of keys, and then there's one that's a pile of rubbish. <laughs> I mean, I can see that, but a lot of those people also bring up the argument that a lot of the first-gen Pokemon had, like, really good, like, designs, and I'm like, oh, you mean the one that's just a rock? Like, Geodude? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, some of them in the first uh, are a little weird. But I yeah. feel like, m- by and large, they are better earlier. I could see but I that. Guess, I guess that's what happens when you have... How many Pokemon are there now? Uh, there the are cur- Currently, there are 809 Pokemon. 809. So with this new generation, they're probably going to break 1,000. Uh, maybe. That, um, or, or at least get pretty close. Here's what I think. If there are 809, that's what? Uh, 191 Pokemon. I yeah. think I could see him making the game with 191 Pokemon. We'll find out, because I know that they bring a lot of Pokemon back from previous gens, you know, to keep... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but, oh, something that I hope... I don't remember what the re- the new region is called, but my hope is that they actually do other uh, region forms in this game as well, because I think that concept is pretty neat. I, I would hope that they would do think to do that again with the the newer games. That way they can add the variation, because I think, I think the 809 is including Alola Pokemon forms. I'm not 100% sure, though. Uh, okay. Okay, so that's an interesting question, then. What Pokemon would you like to see from that bunch? Like, beca- like get an Alola form. Like, like, what sort of Pokemon would you love to see get an Alola form? Get, get a new kind of form? Oh, jeez. Um, hmm. I hadn't considered that. I... Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to think more on that because uh... I'm also trying to remember all the Pokemon names. <laughs> There's so many fucking Pokemon, man. So yeah, I feel like. Uh, I mean, I think the starters from all the generations would be kind of interesting to see what kind of new designs that would be they interesting. could make. Uh, what else? Um, I suppose oh. maybe. Oh, yeah, carry on. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. 
I was just maybe thinking Onyx as well. Maybe having a different Onyx could be really cool. Ooh, yeah, that would be really neat. I I'll, I imagine Onyx maybe having like some grass components to it, given that it, uh, the new region is based off of like uh, England and Scotland. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, that, that could be cool. Yeah, uh, kind of playing with that Moorlands look. Uh, I mean, I kind of hope that there are some Pokemon that get the grass rock treatment. Uh, I'm trying to think of can't think of any specific examples but i there there there's this pokemon called a uh, i don't remember flebebe i think that's how it's mm. pronounced it's this tiny little okay. fairy type i kind of hope that we see a more grass type variant of it okay um, yeah it could get behind that yeah because okay. it looks like a little flower why shouldn't it be a little flower <laughs> no i get that that makes total sense so yeah uh I, I, I would like them to get to, like, a thousand Pokemon, like, and make an attentional thing where they stop. Right. Like, or at least on that generation. I don't think Pokemon Yeah, I was about to say, I don't stop. think they're going to stop Pokemon for a long time. And I, I no, personally no. hope that they don't. No, no, that's not what I meant. But, like, as in, like, maybe mark the occasion by having that many Pokemon in the game. Because, obviously, I remember when there was just 151. Right. I, oh man, I would love to see them hit a thousand because that's amazing. Just when you think they can't add more, they do it. <laughs> you know, actually, I just thought, I think I would oh, like yeah? to see more mega evolutions actually in this new game. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I forgot about mega evolutions. Yeah, to explain to those who probably aren't that involved, uh, Pokemon involved. is that po- yeah, uh, involved. That's what I meant <laughs> you, to say. You, you said it. I'm, I'm just going to buy what you said, but you carry on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those who aren't involved in the Pokemon world, uh, Pokemon are creatures that when they battle enough times, they um, evolve into a more powerful version of themselves. Like a Bulbasaur evolves into, I think, Venusaur, correct? Or is it Ivysaur next? Ivy, uh, it's Ivysaur, then Venusaur. Then it's, yeah, so it ev- they evolve. Well, uh, I think it was Pokemon X and Y that introduced Mega Evolution, where Pokemon temporarily become an even better version of the final evolved form so yeah and uh, so not I, every pokemon has it not everyone but every pokemon has it and pokemon that do have it have to have a special item being carried with them and you'd also need to have like a, a mega evolution stone on your character in order to activate it um but something that i would hope i some pokemon that i would hope would get uh, a mega evolution um this is probably going to sound weird. I kind of would love to see a mega evolution of Snorlax. Okay, that's cool. Snorlax is one of my favorite Pokemon. I would hope that it gets a mega evolution. Just that's an even lazier version of itself. I think that's a fairly good point to, to wrap up with this episode. Thank you for joining me and geeking out about Pokemon. Thank you for having Pokemon. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I am always down to geek out about Pokemon. That's fair. Also, guys, let us know what your favorite Pokemon is. And, like, if you imagined yourself with a team, what would be on your team? Because I just want to hear it. Uh, yes. Even if I don't know what the Pokemon are. Because, you know, I I don't know many of them past, like, 200 or so. Because of reasons. But I will look them up <laughs> and see their full, full, cool and funky designs. Uh, so yeah. That's pretty much it, guys. Thank you, Gabby, again for joining me. Thank, Thank you for you listening for to me. us ramble. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us ramble. Hopefully, Heather will be back very soon with uh, all of her things sorted out. And until then, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.
Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself.